Hello and welcome to Talk Chinese, where we teach you Chinese with ease. My name is Shaolan. I'm going to teach you a useful phrase of Chinese every day. In this episode, we are going to learn how to say to see a doctor. We have a real doctor here, Daniel Kraft. Hi, Daniel. Hi there. Ni hao. Ni hao. Right, Daniel. I know you are everything. You are an inventor, innovator, doctor.、Um, you hold so many patents. You are a pilot. And in your day-to-day job, how often do you need to see patients? Well, I used to see patients every day at Stanford Hospital or at UCSF.、Mm-hmm. Um, now I spend more of my time looking at the future of healthcare at Singularity University. I still see patients, but not as often. Right.、Um, But I like to think about how do we reimagine the, the cutting edge of healthcare today for、mm-hmm. keeping us healthy, or diagnostics, or therapy, or clinical trials, as we're able to now combine using our smartphones as medical devices,、mm-hmm. or、uh, using sensors and wearable devices to track and optimize our health, or using low-cost genetics to help、um, uh, figure out what kind of risks you might have as a patient,、um, or how to best treat a disease. Great. You know, as a doctor. When you see your patients, we say that "kanbing" in Chinese. Kanbing. Kanbing, and this is from your perspective as a doctor to see your patient. So "kan" is to see or to watch. It's the same thing in Chinese. In English, oh, I see a movie, I watch a show, or I see a concert, something like that. But in Chinese, they also use one word, "kan." Kan. Kan. Its fourth tone, it goes down. Can. Can. Perfect. To say illness is bing. 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 Can bing. Can bing. Both are fourth tones. Bing is the combination between the radical representing illness in Chinese, as well as another word is bing, and bing means number three, means C grade. So illness. Inside illness, this guy is really sick. So to see someone's illness as a doctor, you say "can bing." Can bing. Can bing. To describe a patient, so we just say "bing zhen." Bing zhen. Bing zhen. Zhen is person. Second tone. Bing zhen is the patient. So when you are a doctor, you can either say "can bing." That's the action of you seeing a patient, or "can bing zhen." Is the real? You can picture. Oh, there's a patient in front of you, and you are observing, diagnosing the patient. Can bing zhen. Can bing zhen. Can bing zhen. But when I am a patient, I come to see you. You are a doctor. What do I say? I actually say the same thing. I can bing. So that's exactly the same thing. So I say I see my illness. Actually, my illness has been seen by my doctor. So I say can bing. And that's the beauty of Chinese. When we Um, say English. I have to say the doctor is seeing the patient, or the patient is seen by the doctor. But in Chinese, it doesn't matter. Can bing could be either you see me, or I see you. Can bing. Can bing. Right. Um. You are working on the future of medicine, and I can see that a lot of um the illness on the top chart, they are all about chronic diseases, lifestyle related. Do you see the same thing in your research? Well, we know that our behaviors,、mm-hmm. uh, whether it's Poor sleep, or、um, uh, poor diet, or too much alcohol, or stress—all those sort of behavioral and other elements lead to most of our chronic diseases, whether that's cancer or depression or obesity,、um, and those lead to most of our long-term costs. So, it's an interesting time now where we can get a handle more on our behaviors, whether it's 
tracking that through our smartphone or wearables on our wrist mm-hmm. uh, and use some of those new tools to influence behavior, particularly early in life, to optimize not just longevity and, and lifespan, but, but health span as well. Most of us want to live long, healthy lives, not just long lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember um, several years ago when um, the genetic test first came out, I was very excited and I had my uh, genomes sequenced. And that was quite interesting because it not only tells me my drug tolerance, the probability of getting certain disease, and also my ancestry. And you're Chinese. Um, A a little bit, yes. They they found something. Yes, they found my father's ancestors were from China, and my mother's ancestors were from Japan. There you go. It's called hybrid vigor. You have the blending of two genetic mixes, which often leads to very good things. Yeah. And then you know what? We all know that all of us, we were from Africa at some point. Well, what's interesting now is you can use your genetic information even for $200 now or get a whole genome done for about $1,000 US dollars. That can help you obviously know your ancestry. But as you mentioned, you can start to parse out your risks of certain diseases, whether it's heart disease or um, kidney problems or diabetes. Mm-hmm. And then if you know that information early, you can take steps to track your health in smarter ways, pay attention to your blood sugar, mm-hmm. get, screened, get screened earlier or differently if you have a high risk of, of let's say, breast cancer based on your genetics. Um, and hopefully this will start to come to your doctor. So when your doctor sees you, they can use that information to help do better prevention and early diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then when they're prescribing you a drug, to pick the right drug that matches. You know, in Asian, uh, many Asian folks, when they drink alcohol, they turn red. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, that's because there's one gene that metabolizes alcohol more slowly called mm-hmm. alcohol dehydrogenase. Right. But that same kind of dr- reaction, that's a metabolizing a drug of alcohol, can influence other drugs, whether it's aspirin or a statin mm-hmm. or um, other, many other drugs. So it's a powerful age now to start taking this genetic information and making it useful. Right. So if you switch off that genome, then they don't turn red anymore. They can go gambay anytime they want. Yeah, gambay. And they may, we may have new gene therapies and others that can help... Uh, uh, folks who have that challenge when they drink. Right. Another part of, of Kan Bing, if I'm seeing patients, is that's changing in how that happens. I was in um, Shanghai about six months ago. Mm-hmm. I visited a hospital there. They have 10,000 people every day for outpatient visits. They often line up for hours and they see the doctor for maybe three minutes. But what's starting to happen is we're talking today on mm-hmm. my smartphone through Skype. We're going to see more and more of doctor visits, yep. Kan Bing, yep. Bing, are going to be done through telemedicine where we can have this communication yep. and I can help diagnose you this way. Mm-hmm. And also you may have tools in your pocket yep. or on your smartphone that will look at your vital signs, maybe analyze your blood. Yes. And so the way we interact with the patient-doctor relationship will change. And uh, also we can actually equalize the different supply and demand because some places they have a lot more doctors and some places they need more doctors. Exactly. You could be in a rural village in China and have access to a specialist in Beijing or Mm -hmm. or Shanghai or New York or San Francisco. And um, we're going to also see that sometimes these interactions can be done by chatbots. It doesn't need to be face-to-face talking and looking in the picture. Yes. It may be a little AI that starts to help you do the basic triage and diagnosis. So we can democratize healthcare. If someone has a, a connected smartphone, it can help them decide when do they need to go to the hospital yes. or how to optimize their prevention or how to do the next test. To oh, figure yeah. Out what's next. yeah we, we understand that with uh, artificial intelligence and nowadays the diagnosis is actually um, much more accurate through the machines in some cases because they have millions of uh, cases to compare. And if you just have doctors, sometimes um, they may miss out something. Or they may not have the experience to know what they're seeing 
take, for example, dermatology. Mm -hmm. um, that's an area that's very uh, ripe for disruption and change because a good dermatologist, they experience over years seeing that little lesion on your skin. It's a melanoma mm -hmm. or it's a mole. It's a cancer or it's something normal. And now your camera on your smartphone with software can kind of do the same thing. So part of the cutting edge in the future will be instead of seeing the dermatologist the first time, you might take a picture with your smartphone mm -hmm. and the app can tell you is that something to worry about or not worry about. And if it's something you should get seen for, it can make the appointment to see the dermatologist the next day uh, or through your smartphone. Right. So I can see that we not only make doctors sad this time more productive because they work on things which require deep knowledge and analysis, and we also actually improve the accuracy in terms of the diagnosis and consultation. Right. With big data and machine learning mm -hmm. and AI, if you're seeing thousands and millions of, of different skin lesions and then you're figuring out what they are, mm -hmm. these systems are going to get better and better and soon will be better than the most experienced dermatologist. Or that could be applied in radiology or mm -hmm. pathology or many kind of common issues can be uh, at least triaged and do the initial diagnosis with some of these uh, platforms, which will again help spread healthcare and prevention and early diagnosis around the world and bring care to folks that never had access in the past. You're in an amazing and important position that you already have a crystal ball to see the future of medicine. Can you tell us, I'm really curious, if we can really make everything, we optimize it, like the better sleep, lower stress, higher happiness, good diet, good exercise, what would be longevity of mankind? All those things are helpful. The most contributing element to the longer lifespans we have have actually been vaccines uh, for things like cholera and polio and uh, and other diseases, uh, measles, which often killed many folks young in life or mm -hmm. even later stages. But yes, if you optimize your diet, your exercise, your sleep, your mindfulness, all those things can contribute to preventing disease in the first place. The best drug is 30 minutes of exercise a day. That helps prevent cancer, depression, uh, diabetes, uh, many other issues. So it doesn't need to be fancy. So if all of us can sort of take ownership of our, over our health and start doing these proactive things, we can have a much higher likelihood of living long, healthy uh, health spans, not just lifespans. Um, so it's not a guarantee that you won't get a cancer or some other disease, but it can help uh, lower the risk. And then when you do have a disease, all those smart sleeping, dr uh, uh, not drinking too much, getting your stress under control can help manage those diseases as well. Right. So one day, a lot of doctors may lose their job. They no longer can camping because all their patients are so healthy. Well, as I like to say, I'm a cancer doctor. I'm an oncologist. I like to say I'm looking forward to being out of a job, right? When we don't need to have as many cancer doctors. And, and part of that is by, you know, not smoking uh, or doing other things that can lead to risk of certain cancers. Some of that is to be screened early and in a low cost way. I'm involved with developing a new XPRIZE to mm -hmm. develop a low-cost cancer screening element. Um, I run a program called Exponential Medicine out of Singularity University, and we look at how do we apply many of these new tools and technologies from genetics to wearables to artificial intelligence to robotics, all to help do optimizing health and prevention, but also a smarter job of diagnosis and better, cheaper, more available therapies. Daniel, this is amazing. I hope in the future we don't need to learn this phrase camping anymore because everybody turned really healthy. Thank you for listening to Talk Chinese, where we teach you a useful phrase of Chinese every day. We hope you enjoyed this episode, Camping. Please don't forget to rate us, review us, and share what you have learned. Until then, 再见. 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 Perfect.